What up, family? Welcome to the very first View from the Stoop podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm KP and I'll be your host. First of all, let me say thanks to all of you who have been with us from the start. And let me say welcome to all our new family members. This week's guest on the podcast is a certified superstar, and at the same time, one of the most down-to-earth people you will ever run into. Chucky Thompson has been the sound behind some of the biggest songs in the history of R&B and hip-hop, and I'm grateful that he took the time to speak with us. The genius that brought us Ready to Die, My Life, and so many other classics shared his views on the industry, life, and the state of music, and I guarantee that you'll find it not only interesting, but informative. So without any more delays, let's go. No, that's all love, brother. Uh, you are officially not only the first interview of the new year, you're the first interview of the podcast ever. So, and that's the trip. I feel special. I'm saying you should have felt special a long time ago. <laughs> well, that's too. You know what I'm saying? But it's a new year, so I feel even more special. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, first yeah. of all, uh, I guess, you know, how you doing? I'm saying, how you doing? Man, I'm. I feel good, man. It's great. It's, it's musically, my mind is in so many different places. My, I just feel good to to get ready to express it, you know, and 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 let everybody else share my vision, you know. But it's good. It's great. All right. You have a a good last year. How how was last year? Let's let's back up for a second. You know I'm saying let's do a little year in review. How how did last okay. year go for Chucky Thompson? Last year was more of a how can I say. A redefining year, you know. I've been, I've been blessed to be a part of like hip hop and R and B and and all those things, and that part is a part of me. But last year, I spent time kind of exploring, you know, what's been going on in the pop world. Okay. You know, and then also understanding that, like, you know, pop pop to me is just popular. You know, what I'm saying what what the majority of everybody's into. Right. But they're also still into hip hop and R and B and those things. So I've been kind of, you know, just mixing it up. So I spent the last year just experimenting and reconnecting with a few people. So, you know, it's just getting me ready for what's about to happen, um, you know, in this year coming up. So it's just been it's been it's been a lot of uh, discovery, you know. Uh, speaking of reconnecting, I think uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Uh, there was a big announcement about the Hitmen getting back together. How, oh, how, yeah. How something like that come about? Because it's been, what, uh, years since the last yeah, time it's, everybody... It's been at least there. 10 years, you mm-hmm. know, since we all kind of, like, were working on the same projects. But, I mean, Puffy has a couple of re- revelations, you know, in the last uh, year of just, you know, we started out producing records, you know what I'm saying? I always look at Puff as the first hit, you know, before any of us came in, it was him doing it. So he just wanted to pick back up on, you know, on something he's been missing out in his life. You know, I've, I've been working all this time. I don't know, a couple of other guys kept it going, but, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of got off into some other things, which is cool, but it's like sometimes you just got to go back to the basics, you know. So he, he had a couple of ideas of working on, you know, uh Pretty much, it's two projects. One of them just got released, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, the the Money Making Mitch project. Right. And right. he actually released that for free online, you know. And that that's kind of like the first look of all of us kind of coming back together. We kind of playing the roles that we played before. But I mean, you know, Puff was in a like a, like like I was in a discovery mode. He was in a discovery mode. You know, just trying to figure out where musically, you know, where was he at? I mean, we all get to a thing where we're just making what's hot, just doing whatever's happening. But then it got to a point where, you know what, some of the things that I missed or some of the things that were part of my upbringing, my my life uh, story, those things are missing in the culture. So musically, you know, sonically, let's let's figure it out, you know, and that's really what we were doing. It's like just kind of throwing, throwing a few new ideas out, throwing a few, you know, retro ideas out, and just kind of rekindling that thing of, you know, it's a feeling. It's not so much of what everybody's doing, 
but it's a feeling sometimes, you know. So it was dope. It was like, you know, we all decided to come back to work under that umbrella. And, um, you know, we have one more project mm-hmm. that we're doing, which is No Way Out 2. Okay. And, um, that's, that's a big you know, shooter feel. Yeah, exactly. We've been, we've been going back and forth with that title because, you know, there's mixed feelings with it because, you know, here's a situation where No Way Out, you know, was monumental, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes it, it makes it, um, you know, it, it, it almost puts you at a point where you have to do better than what you did before. And I mean, that first project had a lot of people in it. It was a certain time with that record. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a timing about it where it was almost needed at that time. So here's a situation where, you know, pretty much, we're going off of what we feel is needed right now. You know what I'm saying? Not taking away from what is happening, but just kind of like throwing in there some of the things that, that, uh, you know, that we feel is kind of missing for us. You know what I'm saying? Or missing in, 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 in the scope of hip hop, you know? And it's, you know, it's, it's bringing us to a point where we have to take, take everything that we've done and set it to the side. And just kind of go off of that feeling of what we feel or what we know is, is, is the truth to us, according to us and according to, you know, the things and the lifestyle that we live. So, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a journey that we're on right now. And it's not even like it's a rush thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're taking time to just kind of vibe right now because that's what it was before. It was like a feeling. So. So when you, know, you start something like that, do you come to the table with like, yo, I got five songs that I've been waiting to do, or is it just throw everything out the window? Let's let's get into the the pocket, if you will, and just let's create something. Well, I put it to you like this: we're trying to get away from the yo, I got a, I got a bunch of ideas, let's sit down, and you know, it's getting to the point where it's like, you know what, let's play some James Brown, mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's not think about nothing. Let's mm-hmm. just let that rock. And then let's catch a feeling. And then from that, then we start to create. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it hasn't been a situation where it's been one producer putting a beat up and he just basically could ask you, that's your beat. It's been an evolvement. So it's like if one person puts something up, then it's like, okay, well, check what you feel. Okay, well, you know what I'm saying? It's been like a, a you know, everything starts at one point and then we all kind of come in to make it that, you know, that that masterpiece so everything is 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 you know it's 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 eclectic like that so it's good it's it's a good feeling and you know it's a lot of respect you know it's definitely a lot of respect was it easy to fall back into that whole the vibe the 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 camaraderie i never left it okay (laughs) that's what that's what people don't understand man like i never left it like even for even for the little bit of time that me and Puff or, or, or that we haven't been per se working on projects together, we are who we are. And, you know, you heard the slogan is bad boy for life. So it's like, it comes out in whatever I do. I don't, you know, even with the stuff that I'm working on now, you still going to feel the energy of where, where it all comes from. You know what I mean? We were all just young energetic, dope, you know what I'm saying? It was, I mean, throw Mary in there, throw Biggie in there, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was young and everybody had their own uh, um, swag about it, you know what I'm saying? So I incorporate those energies with me. I'm just that type of person, you know, where when I make something, I make something for the people that, that, that I know, you know what I'm saying? And I just know a lot, a wide range of people, and I just try to make things that I feel like that they would respect. So Puff is always in there. You know what I'm saying? Mary's always in there. Nas is always in there. So it's like, with that being said, even when I make a, uh, you know, a straight, straight ahead pop record, it's still going to have that energy in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because it's, it's a part of me. And then vice versa with them. You know, we've spent so much time together. We've had so much success together that you, you kind of coattail the success that you've had. It's a feeling with it. And you just never leave that feeling. If you don't feel that feeling, then it ain't it, you know? I think the last time we talked, you were talking, um, you were working on a solo project as well. 
Um, yeah, you know what? That's it's still in it's still in motion. It's mm-hmm. just that now I'm spending a lot of time on the West Coast. Okay. So it's, it opened up so many doors that I said, you know what? I'm not going to rush this. I'm gonna do it where where it's it's uh it has a meaning to it. Like I've been just reconnecting with and just connecting with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And we all do favors for each other. It's almost like a bartering system. So mm-hmm. if I do something for you and you you, you you know what I'm saying, you come in and do something for me. And it's like, you know, we're changing. We're not changing really money at hand. We're just change exchanging. You know each other in mm-hmm. our town. So it wound up just being, you know, being something I think that, uh, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. So I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's not happening. It's definitely going to happen. It's mm-hmm. just to put a little bit more, um, a little bit more um, time into it, that it comes out exactly, not really exactly the way I want it, but just where it makes sense, you know? Right. Do you yeah. think it's like one of those things where as you change, even even though you started the project, kind of you're evolving, so it's going to evolve as well? Yep, definitely. Because people people know me in one light. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know a lot of things that I do outside of what I do for them. You know what I mean? So they'll mm-hmm. know me this particular sound or this particular record. But if you line them all up, they're really different records. Like it's crazy. I sat, I sat with Neo, mm-hmm. and he was going, he was going bananas because he was like, "Yo, you got a lot of like classics." <laughs> like, I mean, people have a lot of records, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of what what people are considering to be classic records. You know what I'm saying? So it's that thing where, you know, I just. It, it has to be. It has to have that feeling for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm a very nostalgic person. I mm-hmm. I, I listen to records that have been in my life for more than thirty, forty years. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming from a place where whatever I throw on the record has already that vibe has been proven to to surpass time because I'm coming from you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm coming from a place that's that's already proven to be. You know, uh, uh, something that has st- stood the test of time. So it's only, you know, what you put in it is what you get out of it. So I've been just kind of blessed to be able to, you know, uh, tra- transport, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Some of these great vibes and, and, and feelings, and, and it's real. I, I, at that point, it's real because it connects to the real people. It connects to life. Like, it's crazy when I hear people talk about that My Life album. Even Mary, when she speaks about it, it's crazy because when we put that together, it was just, it happened in four months. It didn't take a lot of time, but I mean, I was getting to know Mary. She was reminding me of, of, of like my sister and mm-hmm. the things that we grew up with. So then there was certain things that was coming from that space. So that's why it has that feeling in there. It's like, and then Puff, you know what I'm saying? He's like the cousin I never had, you know what I'm saying? But then he's mm-hmm. like the cousin I did have. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I'm saying? It was right. always been like a family thing, and I just make sure when I'm coming up with whatever, it has that energy where I could play this for anybody that I would consider to be my family, and they wouldn't look at me like, "What is this nigga doing?" You know what I'm saying? Right. Is this nigga lost out or what? You know what I'm saying? I never want to catch that vibe from from anything. I may not say nothing; it'll just come in, come into the music, and then when I play it. The reaction I get is the same reaction I was getting for myself to put it in there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it's you always... Feel like, you feel yeah, like you, you know got to compete with yourself? I'm, oh, always. That's oh. that's really how this whole Hitman thing came about. You know, I was in the studio, you know, and I'm, you know, coming from D.C., is, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we a little bit more hospitable. It's still the South, but it's like <laughs> the North-South. Right, <laughs> you know right. So we still have that thing about us where we, you know, if you cool and I'm cool, then we cool. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm in the studio with a lot of the New York guys who pretty much, you know, they to themselves or they got their own little thing that they're working on. You know, so it's just all business. They take care of their families, whatever. But if I'm there and I play guitar and you make it something that's hot, and that's, let me, you know what I'm saying? It's not even a talk. Plug me in. You know what I'm saying? That's how me and Easy Mo B got 
to a page. Like I did a lot of guitar work on Ready to Die and and and, 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 and a bunch of records like that. You know, that's mm-hmm. how I wound up getting a lot of records with Big. But I was just in that space of man, let's share this thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 not take this thing for granted. Like we're young, we're black, we barely as black people have a lot of things that we can say is ours. So let me invest in my brother, you know what I'm saying? And let's figure out what happens later. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, you know, Puff would come in and be like, hold up, who did that? Chucky came in and did, you know, what? Well, who did that? Chucky just, because he didn't really know me like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had no clue to who I was other than when people would talk about it, you know? Because mm-hmm. he, he, we, we signed a deal, and then he was just like, you know, is this guy dope? <laughs> He's asking people, like, you know what I'm saying? What's up with this dude? They ain't coming back bananas, like, dope. It's off the chain. You know what I'm saying? But, right. but, but it was all because in my brain, I felt like Bad Boy, you know, outside of it just being a name on my contract, it wasn't really, you know, it was just a name on my contract. But here it is. He has all these young, black, talented people around. And I felt like, you know what? He's building something right now. So then guess what? We're building something right. This is this is a house. And I feel like let's let's make it real. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in here and whoever need whatever, let's get it done. So it kinda just it started from that. Then it started, you know, to me, Nasheem. It's a couple other people that was in the place. Rashad Smith. There was a lot of people that were around that had that energy about it where it's like, you know what? What you working on, Chuck? Let me add these drums to it. Guess what? Bam. Can't you see? You know what I'm saying? It's like these are things that we came up with to just, you know, vibe with each other, but then it wound up being like these massive records. Mm-hmm. And then Buck being who he is, he just saw what was happening and said, you know what? I got the good fellas. This is when we started figuring it out as far as, you know, the, the, the team and everything that was going on. I got the good fellas. And that was like all of the rappers. You guys are the hitmen. So then it became everybody fell under that umbrella. But it, it, it snowballed from us just kind of vibing together. I was like one of the first people that was signed, that, that was signed upon. And I just had that mentality of, man, let's just try to, let's just go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, at that particular time, it was other crews. Like we had a room in the hit factory. And there was other crews in there. You know, Devontae had his crew. That's why I used to see Timberland all the time mm-hmm. and all his people. They, you know, uh, uh, Teddy Rowley was upstairs with Blackstreet. So he had his crew. So I was like, we got our crew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just it snowballed like that. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, it, it just made better records because now you got not just one person's perspective. We all coming in to make it. And then that's, you know, the whole competitive thing started right there because it's like each room that's happening, we want each room to battle each other. Like, we open the door right here, this room is going crazy. You open the door, God, this room, you know what I'm saying? If this room ain't going crazy, let's do what we got to do to get it going crazy. But we just took over the building. (laughs) But we took over the building where it had a street vibe to it, that it wasn't no pretty thing happening, but then guess what? We had some pretty things happening because of R&B and all the little melodies up in there. It just made it different. It just made it some different stuff. So that's all, man. It's like, you're right. I do compete with myself. I'm still very competitive. But I compete with myself in a way where, how can I say? I just want people to think it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want it to be where they like, oh, this is the craziest record of my life. Right. If you say this is like, okay, you know what? This is your life. Like, even the My Life album. Now, I just wanted people to say it was okay because I'm coming behind this 411 album. And if everybody says it, so let me just want to be like, at that particular time, like 3 million people said it was okay. That's not but a, I had a, a small, small goal. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a small goal with that. Right. So it's the same thing happening right now with this album with Puff. I'm trying to keep him on earth. You know, because he gets to a point, you know, if you live the life that he's living right now and dealing with the things that he's dealing with right now, it's real easy to to lose yourself. 
You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you add age into it. We all getting older. But I always look at a dude like Dougie Fresh. He may be old, but he's the dopest dude I know. Like, he'd get on stage and tear any stage down at any time. If you're talking about the people feeling it, he's going to make you feel it. And guess what? Ask him how old he is. It don't even matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't even matter. So it's like I'm I'm making sure that Puff is that P.T. Barnum. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's like a ringleader. You know what I'm saying? He's going to bring out the elephants. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody getting popcorn. Like it, it, it's going to be that event. show. But it has to be that event. Right. It has to be because at the end of the day, where the hits at? Where the, where, where the hits at? You know what I'm saying? And when I say the hits, I mean, it can't even play around with it. So, so speaking of that, like when you when you turn on the radio, who who makes you want to just go in the studio and and just make a, a track that'll destroy a world? Like what do you hear that's, that gets you fired up? I mean, it comes with a lot of different levels, you know what I'm saying? When you're talking about just hood, like I was with uh, Wiz Khalifa, right? <laughs> and he was playing a couple of his new tracks. And I mean, I, I kind of chilled out on the smoke. But mm -hmm. hearing them beats made me want to get bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I was like, Slim, you got that whole get you ready to get bananas vibe down, you know? And, and you know what I'm saying? And I love that. That's that's his thing, though. That's where he's at. And, you know, I've been listening to, you know, like I like a lot of the stuff that, that these Canadians are doing right now. I just feel like the Canadian movement is, like, is, is serious right now. You know, right. they, they, they're they coming together. You know, they, they're actually coming together, um, you know, and they have the government helping them out, too, because I heard they give grants for, like, a lot of the videos that are being made up there. So they got the support of the city for real. And it's making stars, you know what I'm saying? If you, mm -hmm. if you can be creative and not have to worry about the financial part as much or worry about the pressures of a label as much and you can just create and make stuff, you're going to come out with some stuff. That's why I feel like they, they are kind of, you know, they got a nice little space in the game right now. Um, but then I'm also listening. I like to listen to, you know, I'm a very nostalgic person, so I listen to a lot of the Beatles stuff. And I listen to how they recorded things. And then I listen to James Brown and listen to how they recorded things. Like, why those sounds, you know what I'm saying, are only from that particular time. When you got a lot of new artists, you got a lot of young people it was young people back then. Why am I not hearing that vibe? And then I start to think about the budgets that they had, you know what I'm saying, and versus the budget that they have now. You know, people are making making records for ten cents, and then they wonder why they sound like they make they right. cost ten cents. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is. So this is it's to a point where even for me, you know, because of the big gap between actual you know songs versus joints or records that I find myself listening to a lot of older records, you know what I'm saying? Because those are the records that they had the budgets for. A lot of the artists that, you know, that really want to create can't create because they get looked at crazy because here's a guy who turns in a, you know, a song and then didn't cost him nothing and he made, you know, and not even that he made a lot of money, but it got a lot, it got a lot of eyeballs, you know, got a lot of attention. So then which one is more important, eyeballs or your soul? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> which one matters more to you after a while? You know what I'm saying? It's right. like you can go get something to eat from McDonald's. It's hot. But guess what? When it's cold, it's the worst thing ever. Right. But then you got grandma cooking. She take a minute to make it. But guess what? You would eat all of that you know, ice cold, you know, because it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different thing. So that's all I'm saying. It's like I'm, I always put myself in that predicament of not being too young in it, not having those ears to understand what everybody's listening to right now, different age groups. But then also looking at the things that have surpassed time and still got young people in. Like I, he, nobody can figure out Thriller. Right. Here's a record that you play for kids right now. They don't even know who Michael Jackson is. And they lose their minds. <laughs> How does that happen? That record was from the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. 
how is that record still affecting people right now? Because it's the frequency that it was made on. It was made on the frequency of everybody. It wasn't made on the frequency of older, younger. And that's an R&B record. That's another thing. Here's a record that's an R&B record where people are saying R&B is dead or whatever. Yeah, it's dead because you're not putting that time in. They made that record in eight weeks, bro. But it was eight weeks of straight eight weeks. <laughs> Ain't no going home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. But it was like the illest people in the room together. So you're going to have a masterpiece like that. Like, those are the things that I think about in this day and age. Like, Puff, let's go there. You know what I'm saying? Let's do something where, you know, where, it's going to be monumental because if it's not, then why are we doing it? I was you know? uh, watching a documentary probably early last year, uh, 20 Feet from Stardom, about okay. all the, the great session singers and uh, backup singers that, you know, they didn't really get their shot to be that upfront person. And uh, one of the one of the producers was saying that all those Rolling Stones albums that um, just sounded so soulful in the background and the Joe Cockers and all that, those were those young black girls pulled out of the churches and just they went into the sessions and laid it on the line. And that's what's missing from music today. And I was just thinking on that, like, you really don't hear a lot of other voices anymore. Other than yeah. like the, the main vocalists. But, but you know what? You're hearing a pop music. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like a musical genocide. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right. We the only ones that don't realize the power we have. But guess what? Sting knows what it is. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but he's got Lisa Fisher to... backing him up. Right. You know, who who he going to have back there? Right. You know what I'm saying? They know what it is. It's like just because you don't know, you don't understand your full power, that doesn't mean you don't have a full power. But guess what? Now you're a background singer on my brain. And, and it's like, I'm not saying that's a problem because, I mean, music is music. It's, it's, it's to, it's to uh, you know, it, it's to, to soothe you through whatever vibe that you're going through in life or whatever. Music plays a part, soundtrack for every situation. So I'm not saying there's not a purpose for it. It's just that we don't, we're, we're the ones that won't try certain things because they may look at it as, it's not cool enough, or, or you know what I'm saying? It's not what, what everybody's doing, that kind of craziness. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like to listen to the Beatles. I mean, mm -hmm. they would say that Billy Preston was the fifth Beatle. Mm -hmm. But here we go again. They know what it is. A lot of their earlier records were like were like blues records, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of earlier classic rock was blues records. So, I mean, it's crazy that, that we... We lose interest in what we do, mm. all because, you know, they looking at the shiny red fire trucks that's coming down the street, and they forget everything and run after that. And somebody say, you know what? You leaving this? Okay, guess what? Let me take this. How much did you pay for it? Twelve? Here's twenty-four. And then they go make a million off. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. All because you don't know the value of it. But, I mean, that's, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I actually am, I'm actually trying some different things in this pop world. Like, I play guitar, I play bass. I haven't really expressed all of those uh, uh, sides of me. And I just feel like it's time now. When you felt you know, looking at Barry Gordy and how he thought of Motown, where, where that whole idea came in. It's like, we got race music, but let's get ready to make some popular soul music. Let's make a popular soul music. Let's do it almost like we're doing pop records. Right. But we're going to have the soul up under this. So it's not going to be pop records. It's going to be popular soul. And if you look at that whole movement, that's bigger than a lot of the movements that ever happened. And you haven't heard nothing out, out do Motown. Mm. But it's the general idea of Motown. It was, it was ideas based off of what was on people's minds. You know? Just what, what's on people's minds. 
what's crazy to me is that like a lot of the soul music seems to be coming from like the UK now. You know, I mean, I would I would even say like Adele is kind of some mixture of soul pop and like that cold Dion Warwick type, you know, soul pop R&B feel from the late 60s. And she's killing numbers right now. Right. Exactly. But but the, ask her where she got it from. Ask her who her inspirations are. You know, and it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy because a lot of those artists from back then were coming from the church. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, it's rare that you hear, you know, you'll hear artists, like you don't hear that type of singing anymore as far as R&B is concerned. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's rare that you find some young guys that get that side of it because they, they're not exposed to that anymore. The stuff that they're exposed to has none of that in it, unless they sample a record or some, it's coming from somewhere. Where they can say, you know what, let me find out where that record came from. Wow, these dudes is dope. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, they don't they don't get that. You know, a lot of the parents don't even play records like that in the house. And, you know, or even understand those types of records, period. So it's it's a challenge. It's almost like only the only way you're going to really get young people to understand that is you got to sell it to them through a young person. You got to have a young person basically resell the idea of what it was, you know. But there's some slick youngers out here. I catch a couple of them, you know what I mean, that I can say, you know what, that's a little piece. He seemed like he got his head on his shoulder, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, it's rare that you catch him, but you know it, it feels good when you do when you do catch him. You know what I'm saying? You can tell that it's an old head person or somebody around that's kind of guiding him. You know what I'm saying? I always felt that way with Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. When you see him talk about his grandfather. You know what I'm saying? Okay. His grandfather was one of the ones. It's like you can't, you can't. It, you know what I'm saying? It's about respect. That's at a certain point. You know, and a lot of these youngers, they just don't, they don't have respect. They don't even know what that means. They just doing whatever they think is is it, you know what I'm saying? And I can't blame them because you got to look at where, you know, who's guiding them. Mm. I just remember me growing up, you know what I'm saying? It was always, you know, they weren't afraid to talk to us. But nowadays, you know, people that just let stuff happen, they don't say nothing to nobody. It is what it is. And it's like, then you wonder why certain things happen. You know, but I always try to have some type of of life happening in my music. That's why I named myself Chuck Life, because I just felt like that's one of the things that I wanted to represent is the lifestyle. You know, there's certain things that you do that bring a light to it. It bring it, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it carries on to the next. Where there's a lot of things that, that don't do that. They don't have that energy anywhere. It's like, you can listen to this and learn a lesson, or you can listen to this and feel better about a situation you're going through. Or you know what I'm saying? Whether it's a, a close, a close conclusion in the record, it still gets the mind thinking, you know what I'm saying? Of, of a different way of looking at a situation. You still make your own choices, but music used to do that, you know what I'm saying? Music used to, Used to help you figure it out. You know, do I leave her? Do I stay? Do I choke her? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is she going to choke me out? You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it just gets to that, right? So, I mean, music to me is all of that. Like, it's the culture. You know, it's lifestyles, what you wear, it's what you, you know, it's all of that to me. You know? And I try to keep, keep it there. I'm actually, uh, uh, like I say, I've been out on the West Coast and I've been reconnecting with a couple of people. Like, um, I guess I might as well say it. Mary and I have decided to come back together and do some work, you know, and do some different things. But it's the same thing. Like, we're going to come back together and we just going to vibe and kind of see where, where our lives are now. Okay. You know, not, not looking at what we did, not looking at what anybody else is doing but just doing what we feel we need to do, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, also at that particular time, I, I just did a, um, I did a, a record for Proz. Proz from the Fugees has a movie right, right. that's coming out. 
It was okay. called uh, Sweet Mickey for President. Okay. And um, it's basically how he uh, had a hand in um, getting the president of Haiti, the one that's in power now, to right. become the president of Haiti. Um, and he, uh, I, I did the end title track for that, for that movie. Uh, and we wound up talking to Neo, like Neo saw the movie and he loved it. And right before he did the Wiz, he was coming in to just re-sing the hook for us on the record. And, um, basically he went in, I, I mean, he was sitting there for a minute. And he wound up writing the whole, he rewrote the whole song. Just based off of how he was feeling about it. So, I'm going to be real with you. As I listen to that record, that's probably going to be my first international hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. In a couple of different countries. The song is called Came to Win. And when I tell you, like, this record represents that statement in every facet. So, you're talking about sports. You're talking about, you know, it's that feeling of coming in to win, you know. And if we all know how Neo is with that pen. Trust right, me, right. he broke it down, and it's, it's, it's incredible. So when, uh, when's that going to hit? Well, the movie is actually, we, I think Proz is wrapping up with the whole, uh, uh, you know, he was doing the film festivals and everything. So I think all of that wrapped up, and mm-hmm. everything's happening this year. Okay. So I, I know that the song that that we did is nom is is up for nomination for the Oscars. So, uh, you know, that, that, that I part, might have heard of the Oscars a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and but then the crazy part is the record that Neo did is not a part of that. So this record that he's doing is just going to be on the soundtrack. And Jay Z saw the movie, so they Rock Nation is like pitching to, to take the. Uh, the the soundtrack so it's uh it's it's moving along man that joint is gonna be something real man when you see that movie I mean it blew my mind you know and it's like it's a real situation over there and mm-hmm. you know Foz definitely shout out to this dude man because I mean he just went home and 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 made some choices and made some changes mm-hmm. and sometimes that's what it's about you know what I'm saying you can look at a situation but can you get involved in a situation? I mean, can you bring the powers in to have everybody respect you on the level that this is serious, you know? Right. And he actually got it done, you know? Well, do you so, think that rappers now or, you know, entertainers in general have a better understanding of what they can do with their platform than than what they did when we were coming up? Because you see them now and they, they come out with marketing plans and social media campaigns instantly. Yeah, I, I, I think this is an information age. You know, back back mm-hmm. when when we were doing it, you had to first of all you had to be hot. Then you had mm-hmm. to be hot enough that this one person out of the nation hears your music and loves it enough to to make a move or, or or push it to someone someone else. You don't even have to do that now. You know what I'm saying? You got you got you you got these free services. You know what I'm saying? And I really think that they're taking advantage of. It. It's just that, you know, everybody's not a Jay-Z. Everybody's not special, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, to get it straight to the people and let them decide. And then from that, understanding that you got a, uh, you know, you have a uh, an example like a Jay-Z of how to take and market. And, you know, that, yeah, we definitely have a lot of young entrepreneurs out here but the thing of it is, is you know, you you know, it, I just feel like when you think about hip hop, you know, and you think about what it was, what it was built on, you know, it was like a half notch thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then you know, once you start to get these corporations involved, they don't have the same vision for it as as it was when it first started. You know what I'm saying? It was like. I mean, they don't have the same vision, so it's just about getting as much money out of people as you can, and taking what you can get, and 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 that's it. You know, whereas before it was like, you know, you would feel certain social situations being talked about in the records. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that part needs to be strengthened. You know, it's a lot going on, right. but you know, people are doing what 
you know, they just, how can I say, they just doing what to keep it safe, you know. Mm. And that wasn't what it was. Like when you had, you know, Ice Cube and them used to go bananas, but they brought <laughs> a lot of issues out. Right. And they spoke it from that level, you know what I'm saying? I just don't feel like a lot of these youngers are, are up on, you know, what we're really up against. Mm-hmm. Just just as a as a race, but just as, you know, as a community. Like I'm I'm waiting to hear those kinds of records. I'm waiting to hear like the real gangster records, the ones that's gonna talk about situations, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's like the platform is there for that. That's what I want to see people, you know, taking that stand on. Because I just feel like when you're trying to push this envelope forward, you got to take it from where, you know what I'm saying? You got to represent it from the beginning, from the front. Right. And that's why hip-hop was created. Because a lot of people didn't have no way out. You know, so just because I, I don't sing don't mean I'm not dope. So then that's where, you know, just... You know, that, that whole lifestyle, the whole vibe of just rapping and just saying what you wanted to say, and, you know, that, that's that been a privilege. It's just ain't nobody saying too much right now. You know what I'm saying? They're just doing the little party vibe and this and that. I mean, it's the reason why Kendrick got so many uh, Grammy nominations. You know what I'm saying? If you look at what he's talking about, he go all the way in. But he's still clever with it, you know? Mm-hmm. He's still clever with it, so it's like I'm not gonna say that it's not happening. I'm just saying I wish there was more to happen. You know. So let's uh let's go back to Kendrick for a second because I think I saw something uh, recently. I think it was on 538 where they were doing the uh, I guess the tally of how many album of the year list he had been on, and I think it was almost at 100 percent. Like everybody had him on that that list what mm-hmm. what would you have called the album of the year what what caught your your ear uh album of the year as far as just hip-hop is concerned hey man i listen to everything you tell me what you need. <laughs> um album of the year yeah, i mean if you got more than one go ahead no it's just i i haven't really heard an album of the year okay. <laughs> you know what I've been just kind of like, you know, I, I, I listen to what I listen to, and and I take from from that. But I mean, consistent wise, I would say that Kendra has more of a consistent album, mm-hmm. and that's even though Dr. Dre, you know what I'm saying, and and you know what I'm saying, it's just like he just had more of a consistency with what he was doing. He had the mm-hmm. instrumentation going on. He wasn't afraid, like mm-hmm. that to me. Is is what makes it interesting. It's like people buy records because other people, uh, you know, if you say I'm an artist, they're already looking at you to be on some super level. Like you're different than me. So then he's the one out there taking the chances. You know, I I just felt like he took way more chances than most people. You know what I'm saying? Andre three thousand is like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he he's not afraid to just express himself musically, but then also say some things that, you know, most people are uh, afraid to say or just don't know how to convey it like that. So, I mean, those are my, you know, those are my, you know, this Dr. Dre album, let just be real with you, like, there's a couple of records on there that I feel should have never been on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because some of these people forget who they are, like, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like you got other people trying to tell you who you are. Or or, or you 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 so you know, you may feel like it's such a space in between what's happening now and what I was doing that you question the things that you were doing. But he got a couple of records on there that straight him. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like that energy should have been a little bit more, you know, present in the project. But then you don't know who's around. You know what I'm saying? Who's around coaching? Who's around, like, you know, telling him, you know, telling him. Like, how do you tell Dr. Dre? <laughs> like, hey, fall back. 
I mean, you got to show me some credentials to even start talking <laughs> to that man like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, but it's like, you know, somewhere in there he listened. And it wasn't it wasn't as consistent as 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 his other records have been. And it's like those things to me matter. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the things that I'm working with 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 with, with what we doing with this No Way Out record. It's understanding that we have a thing. It's a reason why everybody looks at what we did, and we can't forget it, and we can't let these dudes are doing what they doing interrupt what we're doing. I think to your point, I think what you, you know, people, uh, they, they relate the truth. You know, Kendrick Lamar was speaking his truth. Right. Um, whereas, you know, like you said with Dre, it almost felt like he was putting out an album without really always putting his truth into it, which is, I think, uh, for me personally, in the last year, I would have said, uh, I loved Wale's album because it seemed like he finally put out him versus what everyone else told him to or a J. Cole where he's always putting out him. Right. Versus and they're not necessarily I mean everybody likes to make money, but they, it seems like they almost I'm just gonna do me. I'm I'm tired of, you know, trying to figure out what everybody but that, wants to that's do. That's when you me. wind up getting a variety of different music, you know? Mm-hmm. And and not just the same it's like one song with twenty different people saying on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, then you go through that phase. Like, if you really go back through the 90s, it was a phase of that happened, too. But it was always the ones that saw beyond what was happening right now. Like, you know what? Let me dig in a bag and grab some drums that, that nobody used. Let me dig in a bag and grab this horn that nobody used. You know, that's, that's to me, is representing hip-hop from, you know, the, the the beginning of what it started from, you know, biting was a, was a no. You could not, you know, what I'm saying that was like one of the rules that you should never do. <laughs> right. And then here it is, everybody's biting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a bunch of apples out here. Everybody biting. So then it's like, nah, I don't even want to be a part of none of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I respect Kendrick for doing what he did. He just went off of the record that his uncles and you know what I'm saying. People that he respected wanted to hear. So he just kind of did what he was supposed to do with something that he knew had a real feeling with. So I applaud that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I miss Tribe Called Quest. I miss them happy because they lived in the school, you know what I'm saying? It was a truth with them. Right. It's just that everything has its, has its time, you know what I'm saying? Things move or whatever, but... I know what it is, yo. So I, I, me myself, I'm gonna always dig, dig in them crates that I know. If I played this for my niece or my grandmother, I'm gonna catch a feeling with it. Grandma might not like the lyrics, but she like that beat. <laughs> you know what? This one may not like that beat, but they love the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So either way, I'm gonna catch some of it. And then check them in a couple of months. They may switch places. Grandma liked the lyrics now, because she see what I'm talking about. You know, she was just, she needed a minute to just make sure it wasn't nothing crazy. And come to find out, he's saying some stuff that she probably said when she was young. You know what I mean? So, it's like, the whole thing with me has all life all wrapped up in it, bro. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell it and, and, and fill it from, from a lot of different places. You know, I'm the type of dude that won a strip club that play all 45s. <laughs> you gonna have a good time in there, you know what I'm saying? And they don't have to get all the way super butt naked in there. <laughs> it's just because it is, then it brings back that feeling of sexy. It don't have to be so bananas, you know what I'm saying? So your strip club is gonna play nothing but Ohio. I'm saying players. you're gonna be able to go in there and chill. And get a little bit of this. <laughs> we stop playing. <laughs> but that's, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is with me musically. Like, you gotta, I'll take it all the way to the edge. I'm not gonna cross the line though. But I'll take it as far to the edge as I can take it though. Before I cross the line. Because that's where life begins sometimes. You know, you don't cross the line, but it's fun to hang out with it. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of fun in that, you know what I'm saying? 
If anybody steals that strip club idea, send a check to Chucky Thompson. <laughs> That probably won't be for a while, man. I'm just like that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, man, like, I just, I'm a part of the life movement, man. You know, anything that, that can represent that. And I mean, life is what it is. If you ever played a game of life, that's one of the illest games ever created. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could be riding down the street, find a million dollars. Guess what? Riding around the corner, and now you got twins. <laughs> that game will have you thinking. You know what I'm saying? And you just got to. <laughs> I just got to college and got banged with two kids. What's yeah, what's and guess on? what? Now you lost your job, you got twins. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but you still got to enjoy it, man. You still got, it's there's so much fun in all of that. You know what I'm saying? People spend too much time being upset at the stuff they don't have. And it's like, what if we all go to heaven and realize you were supposed to have fun the whole time? Right. Like, you spend that money because you go out and make some more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't be the petty dude, you know, that's just like, I ain't spending my money, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Send him home, man. <laughs> he going to make a beat. He going to mess up the fun for everybody. Right. So that's where I'm at period. Like, that goes all the way across the board with me, from, from the music to even movies right now. Like, I'm, we're working on some different situations that involve the movies right now. I want to get ready to do all of production. Radio, TV, film, everything that has to do with producing dope situations. There's a lot of people out here that's dope, man. Right? They just need the right avenues. They just need the right people to be around to, you know, to help guide it so that it makes sense. I mean, that's all Puff was to me. He was just a situation that could guide what I was doing, you know, and we we, we met somewhere in there uh, uh, mentally, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm all running with all these different things that I'm working on, but it all stemmed from that one situation with him back then. Right. You know? And it's like people still, everybody needs that, that situation. That can, but you know, it has to match. It has to make sense. You know, a lot of people get upset because you know, man, you ain't even put me on. It's just like Slim. Let me explain something to you. At some point in there, you gotta put yourself on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta go through it. You gotta just make stuff. Throw it out there. Listen to what people gotta say about it. Take you out of the scenario. Because if you're doing stuff. If you're doing things and it's for you, then that's a hobby. You need to sit that, do that shit in the house. <laughs> but if you're doing something and it's for the people, that's a business. That's when it's going to start to make sense. And you know, I I've been I've been around a lot of kids, man. And if you mention to them, you know, like, what do you, you know, you, would you love to be in the music business? The first thing they're going to say is, yeah, to be like Beyonce or Jay-Z or some shit like that. But how many kids understand the business side of it? Mm -hmm. How many kids understand that the people that put the deals together with Beyonce and Jay-Z probably got more money than them? Right. And guess what? They've been in the business way longer than them. Right. Now, then, then, then look at the kids' faces. They think in a whole nother way now. It's like all of those little kids like that, I I would love to be a part of the first kid billionaire. Right. Just because he had the space for somebody that just let him. You know, when, when we were younger, if somebody was to invest in the ideas we had back then as kids, billionaire. <laughs> but it's just, there's <laughs> always that battle between old and young. Older people think, man, get your younger, you know what I'm saying? They don't want to hear that. A person that doesn't relate to their childhood wouldn't even want to hear no kid talk. You know, but for me, a person like Chuck Brown is the one that showed me, like, stick around young people. That's the fountain of youth right there. It's an energy with, with young kids. It's a frequency that they on that our ears don't hear. I get in the car with my sons. I just toss them the, the, the auxiliary cord. I want to hear what they listen to. Right, and they play me some shit, and that shit sound like, there's totally a different frequency than what I'm listening to. 
But because right. I understand what they're doing, I listen to it. So then I can hear them. I can hear what they are. They just brought more life to me just by me appreciating what they do. I may not listen to that on my own, but, you know what I'm saying, I know what it is to be young and have your own thing. So I don't, you know, I don't want to miss none of that. I'll make it a must that I play and listen to what they listen to. A lot of adults won't do that. They just turn that phone off. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and sit down somewhere. Who, how do you want to tell the kid to sit down? So it's like all of that right there, that's how I stay relevant, bro. Like this year, coming up, you're going to hear some of the craziest records from me. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm thinking so differently right now. Like, I'm working with an artist from China right now, you know, and it's going to blow everybody's mind when when they hear her because most of the talent, you know, when you think about K, K-pop and the whole Korean thing, they look at them as the ones that have the talent. But when you hear what I'm about to do with this girl, her name is Katarina, straight from China, it's going to blow. Like My whole thing was to make her hot, period. I didn't care about mm-hmm. China. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'll put China on the back burner because I want China to be the aftertaste. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. you hear stuff, and because she's singing a lot of stuff on American, I don't want China to feel like she's over here. I want them to feel like she's representing them from over here. You know what I'm saying? She has them on her back so that when they when 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 we finish listening to that music of hers, we know it's China. But right. guess what? That's after you done sung the song a million times, played it, it's your favorite record. You know what I'm saying? It's life has taken over. Now it's time to think about China. You know, and I want China to feel like she's a part of them, that she's here. And she's in good hands. So yeah, it's like it's a couple of things I'm working on, bro. That's yeah. That's going. Well, you good. gotta tell me about the the King and I album. Okay. When, when can we expect that? Faith is kind of mad at me right <laughs> because I've been moving around so crazy, and she's been you know we've been playing tag. If I'm okay. not in L.A., she on the road, and I'm mm. on the road, she back in L.A. So. And, it's like we are definitely working on a lot of the ideas for that record. Um, okay. I, I'm, I saw a couple of posts of her and Easy Mo B. These are things that I wanted to make sure were in place because when you when you involve big, you involve involve his family, you involve his fans, and I just want to make sure that it's an aftertaste for this that they feel like this is not just something that's being done. It's like it's a purpose right. for this. And this going to be a classic record in their collection, just like all of the other records that he was a part of. Okay. So we, we're sitting down now. You know, Faith started on a couple of records. They're coming out crazy. I'm just getting antsy because I've been, you know, we've been kind of back and forth trying to figure out our times. But I'm headed back out to L.A. maybe in about a week or two. And then we just going to muscle it down and get it going. So, so you're okay. about to be back coastal now? Yeah, I mean, I'm already by coastal, you know. It's like I just wanted to, you know, catch up on some relationships out there. I, I, every time I go to L.A., what it's always been is we go out there for a week, and I leave, and then I come back in another year. And it's been real spaced out. So I understand L.A. I love the weather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just been real. It's, a, it's, it's actually the same community that I'm um, I was used to when I started with Bad Boy and working, you know, working in New York back mm-hmm. in the early 90s. It's just like, it's it's a community. It's, you know, you can run and catch whoever when you jump in the circle, you know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. it's just been a good thing so far. It's broadening my horizons on a couple of, of, of uh, levels. So it's just been real. It's been good. Still from D.C., still going to be here. But, you know, my family's here. So right. our family here, then I go out there and go bananas. <laughs> you know, it's been real. Hey, look, man, I, I just want to tell you, man, I appreciate 
you stopping through, man. I, I want to revisit this again. Cause every time I talk to you, you make me think about some things I hadn't even looked at. You know, it's like looking at the box a different way. That's right, man. That's what it's for. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. even when I talk to you, bro, just you got me motivated. I'm headed to the studio now. <laughs> Look, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's man. real, man. I, I appreciate, you know, the show and what y'all are doing, man. So, you know what I'm saying? I hope oh, yeah, that yeah. I, I, I'm able to touch anybody else just trying to figure out a few things, man. You know? It ain't easy. You blessed the, yeah. you blessed the first podcast. I mean, I can never go back and say that my first podcast was whack because it wasn't. <laughs> man, listen, man, y'all turn up, Joe. This is a, a new year and new situations, man. Everybody just go for it. Y'all don't even take, don't take on yourself. That's, yeah, that's what'll get us all upset if you stand around faking. Just go ahead right. and do it, man. Whether you win or lose, you can always say, I did that, Joe. 